Welcome to the Double Deuce Podcast. It's an amazing show starring two people that you probably know because you're listening to the show, Will Averill and Nelson. If you're not cracking a beer already, pause, go get it, because the show's about to start. And we're in! Double Deuce. Did I even see say Double Deuce last time? No. I was so I was so I don't even remember what flustered. I was. I was remember? flustered. You That's so right. Flustered. I was flummoxed. Were you flummoxed? Or no, flustered? I think it was flustered. I, uh, but you know what? I thought for a second there that it was flummoxed, and I was going to say it, but I'm like, no, it's not what it was. And then yeah. you said flustered. Yeah. Get out of my head. Hey, look, man. I was never there. I didn't leave a message or a trace. That was spooky. Yeah. Speaking of spooky, we've got Rob Schulte back. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's spooky. Lights in one week. <laughs> Last week's episode. I mean, I wasn't expecting the crowd to be as like responsive as they were online, yeah. but they were. Well, I really it's true. Because I'm surprised when, whenever they're responsive at all. They've actually contacted us to write the the sequel. Uh, well, actually, prequel. Uh-huh. An interview with a vampire. Yeah. Um, which is going to be really exciting. Mm-hmm. I think this it's great. Job application for the vampire? Yeah. yeah. Job application, uh, resume hunting with a vampire. Um, um, LinkedIn with the vampire? <laughs> uh, mindless networking, one million cups with a vampire uh, <laughs> sort of thing. It's going to be really exciting. Yeah, man. There's only so many night jobs. Yeah, that's right. Unless you're a coffin builder. I just imagine those factories don't have many windows. Probably not. Do you think they make them spooky, Rob, just because they're coffin builders? <laughs> like, like they intentionally design. Well, but I mean, most like warehouse type work doesn't have a lot of windows. They just kind of they just kind of pack you in there, make you do the work. I do like a job with a theme. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just like the fact that Rob thinks that coffin makers work in spooky buildings. <laughs> like, they're doing a spooky thing. Let me live my life, Will. Okay, let me live my life. <laughs> like, like that's the only place that will buy. Like when medieval knights goes out of business, mm-hmm. like those castles just become coffin factories or they put in medieval knights in old coffin factory um will i would like to know if you are talking about medieval times that's the one <laughs> one thing you need to know about me rob is Do they I built coffins in medieval times they, i got lost they, there was, i was just <laughs> i was just worried if you were thinking we were going to be building something inside of a full suit of armor <laughs> You know, it could be possible, but no, I I never get the names of things like that, right? Oh, uh, I was just giving you grief. Well, I appreciate it. No one else does. I don't believe that. It's it's absolutely true. You believe it or not, you give me grief sometimes. Yeah, Chris yeah. Nelson, you had a question for me that I we didn't have time to answer last week. Oh yeah, I just wanted to talk about the delightful TV show show because you guys have been watching Dawson's Creek. <laughs> He's like, um, your tongue was in my mouth. And she's like, Jesus Christ, I'm at work, dude. Yeah, stop being gross. Uh, I love that he describes their interaction as an open mouth kiss, which it just like shows his immaturity. He's like the kind of I mean, he's at that age. If you're going to call it an open mouth kiss, you probably call your wiener a pee pee. You know what well, I mean? Well, yeah. And like, like the fact that like he's using terminology that they have to use on like documents or like right. MPAA ratings. Yeah. It's like rated this for open mouth kiss and brief nudity. I remember 
me and uh, roommates worked at a movie theater and we would roll home afterwards and we would get really high and we would watch the shows that had been on earlier that evening while we were working. And it was because it was on after Buffy. So we were watching Uh it. But we would get real high and watch that show and, and laugh. And it was a delightful time. And I just wanted to make sure that when you watch it, you keep this in mind that the, the dude who plays Dawson's dad, John Wesley Shipp, also played The Flash back in the early yes. 90s. Yes. And so we, all, we always had the conceit that that was The Flash and he retired. And so every time oh he would like God. come in or out of a room, we would make Flash. And I was like, <laughs> just zoomed oh. away. <laughs> And we, I, for a long time, we would describe something that was fast as faster than Dawson's dad. Oh my God, I love that. And <laughs> uh, you know, it's going to make Brittany die on the podcast <laughs> when I share that with her. Because mm-hmm. right now, the only nickname we have for him is what he's been given on the show, which is Mr. Man Meat. Which is disturbing in retrospect. A lot of it's disturbing uh, in retrospect. Uncomfortable. I say, yeah. to the show. Okay, well, I haven't listened to the show yet. Obviously, I uh-huh. should. But um, is, is, is it, does it hold up? Is it, does it fall down flat? Is it Dawson's <laughs> Creek? Is it? I think it's, pro- it- it's exactly what it was the first time. But now it's even crazier. Like the, the demographic that it was uh, pointed towards is now at the age where they will watch it and be like, oh, my God. God, I can't believe I took advice from this show. <laughs> and if that age group watched it now, they would be like, this is so inappropriate. I'm going to go to the internet and tell everyone about it. Yeah, yeah. A lot of those 90s shows just haven't really aged well. We were watching Futurama, and that boy, that did not age well at all. It's, ooh, ooh, it's dicey. To be fair, I think that there's kind of... And, and, you know, some people will probably disagree with me, but I think there's a general understanding that sometimes comedy or anything just evolves as times change. Mm. And a lot of people just are forgiving to be like, okay, that doesn't fly now. I'm not going to watch that. But if the show's <laughs> still on the air, it's like, they're not writing those jokes now. Right. That's true. I was actually editing and oh, let's you hear, sorry, I'm sorry to stop you that was real New York traffic behind oh man <laughs> yeah no, I'm sorry that's really exciting no so, one oh were, man someone out there was probably cursing in Italian and waving their fist and yeah, stuff probably. And like, like, yeah probably like someone's sandwich. doing laundry across these two buildings <laughs> what <laughs> I was editing an interview because I'm my day job is at Sirius XM and my, I was editing a Radio Andy, Andy Cohen, interview with Gary Janetti. He was the executive producer of Will and Grace when it first came out. But he's also like a writer for Family Guy and has been an on and off again writer for Family Guy since the beginning, like before it got canceled, when it came back, all of that. And they talked about how like apparently there was a writer's room meeting where like the very blanket statement is like, we don't do gay jokes anymore. Right. Yeah. But the more nuanced of that conversation is just jokes that we thought were funny in 1998 or 99 aren't funny now. So why the hell would I write a joke that's not funny? Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. And part of that is you know cultural understanding and being conscious of you know the world that we live in. And part of it is like, why would I stick to my guns or like be like we've always done it this way if it sucks? 
<laughs> right. There was also, I feel, in the 90s, that comedy idea of, like, things have been pushed for a while that, that, like, let's just push everything. Fuck it. There are no lines. Let's go nuts. Yeah, and then that worked for about 10 years. Exactly. They kind of bled into the, the, the 2000s, but they're kind of a few years in, into some wars and stuff and us realizing more things and, how, like, started being like, yeah. you know, there are lines. There are some yeah. lines, at least. Absolutely. And also, like... As you may know, here Rob Schulte's going to plug something real quick. But, yeah. Uh, hey, what's Rob Schulte plugging now? Ding, ding, ding. Uh, I have a. I produce a podcast called Friendly Fire, which is about yeah. war movies, right? But it's like the idea is that it's a history podcast where we take a look at societies and culture through the lens of how they portray wars on film, right? Yeah. So a lot of American war movies are like retelling stories to make it sound a little bit more adventurous or palatable than it actually was. Mm -hmm. When we did, I believe it was courage under fire, um, (laughs) super nineties. And there are a lot of things in that movie that Uh like watching it. Now you're like, how did, what? That isn't Denzel. (laughs) Heroin addict, Matt Damon. Yeah, and then also there was another one with Denzel. Why am I Denzel and Bruce Willis? This segment's called "Guess That Movie, Guys." Um, it takes place uh-huh. in Brooklyn, and it is about a terrorist attack. Oh, before yeah, 9-11. Yeah, it came out. It, it came out in like two thousand. I remember that yeah. movie. And it is like creepily uh, similar to kind of the things that happened in the immediate aftermath yeah. of 9-11. And it is incredibly bizarre to go back and watch. Yeah, I actually watched that like a year or two ago because it was on and it was just starting on like cable. I was like, shit, I don't think I've seen this since like we screened it at the movie theater. And, yeah. and I was like, whoa, this is wild. Well, now I really yeah. want to watch it and I'm mad that I don't know the name of it. What is it fucking called? It's on our list. So if you go through the Friendly Fire episodes, it'll jump out at you. Okay. Yeah. Quickly. Okay. Sounds good. Or I can just Google it right now and say, <laughs> The Siege. That's it. Siege. Yes. Oh. Yes. Uh, but you know what? A bad war movie makes for a great war movie podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so what is the hands down worst war movie that you guys have talked about so far? Oh, I think a big one in that category would be U571. There's no way that they're like up there on that boat going, I know where they are. There's more character development for the depth charges than there is for most of the crew. Well, I have a question. So they're also running sonar. Does that give you an indication of depth or is it not precise enough for that? Well, here's the other problem. Germans didn't have that kind of sonar during the war, but I'm, <clears throat> I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the guy that's like, every time you it don't? goes, ping, you're that like, no, me. that's not how they, that's not how they did it. No, Germans had. When do you stop being that guy? <laughs> but one of the more fun episodes we did was star wars and <laughs> this is got war right in the title <laughs> it's true there's all kinds of wars we've done like robocop too because that was a war on crime you okay, know all right nice. there's that, that, that kid who was selling those drugs there's that kid like basically was second in command of that big drug operation 
Mm-hmm. And one well, we have, as of this recording, it is not out, but this Friday, Conan the Barbarian <laughs> nice. is our next war movie, which is probably the most questionable in terms of war because <clears throat> it's against magic. Yeah. But, you know, I think it's fun to like test the bounds. I'm wondering if there's going to be another Conan movie at some point because like Marvel used to, Marvel's been getting like a bunch of their, they would make comics for like, they had the star Wars property for a long time. We make mm-hmm. comics and they're like snatching some of those back up, I think. Cause all of a sudden now they've got like three Conan books coming out a month at the comic book store. I believe that there is talks for like the old Conan, like in the credits of Conan, the barbarian mm-hmm. where old Arnold is sitting on the throne. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the angle they're going to be going for. Uh, I can see that. I believe there are chats happening. Do you, uh, are you, are you disappointed like I am by the lack of truck driver heroes in contemporary cinema? Oh yeah. I think that those were some of the funniest movies ever made. When when are those coming back? Um, Uh, I feel like have to be coming back. I feel like it's been like five years ago. They should have started coming back. Yeah. I feel like we should start getting to the point where we're almost done with them by now, but they still haven't come back yet. And I don't understand why it's the next big thing. Everyone put your money in truck driver hero movies now, and it's going to fucking pay off in a few years. I swear. And if you're, if you can't wait, they should get, Stinker Let's Loose. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Which is the novelization of a horrible 70s trucker movie that Mike Sachs republished. Yeah, last week. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't like to read, even though each chapter is literally a page and a half, (laughs) um, uh, Audible has the audiobook and it stars John Hamm. So an audiobook is kind of like a movie without your eyes. I really feel like you need to, to trademark that phrase right now because that is going to be your ticket to the millions, buddy. That is the post-it notes of audiobook explanations. The sticker on the box. Yeah, yeah. I want to get several people together, and I want to be like everyone. Each of us is going to write a trucker hero movie. It's got to hit. It's got to hit like these these five to seven main beats. Write them up, and then we just like shoot them all but then we just cut up various scenes and place them in various movies so like the characters keep being similar characters are changing but it's different actors constantly it's just a weird convoluted bit of nonsense about a trucker hero it's just like as long as everyone hits like these main plot points like there could be characters and ones that aren't in other ones and you're like why did that guy not show back up because he wasn't in that script. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. You, what was the movie where all of the Burt Reynolds era celebrities, Dom DeLuise, and they were racing in cars? Uh, Cannonball like, Run. Cannonball Run. Run. Uh, man, the bloopers to Cannonball Run, man. That's uh, what we need again in this society. Like, again, why no reboot? You know, you'll reboot Psycho shot by shot, but you won't mm-hmm. reboot Cannonball Run. Uh-huh. I... Don't think I want to defend the shot-by-shot reboot of Psycho, which also will topical. (laughs) Uh, Wow. Wow. Oh, this is burned by Rob Schulte's corner. This is dunked on him with Rob Schulte. Uh, No, I just think that, like, if someone gave you, like, $50 million and they were like, hey... I want you to shot by shot remake whatever movie. 
All I need you to do is have Julianne Moore say, hold on, I got to grab my Walkman in one scene. I bet you'd do it. <laughs> yeah. I like when we break new ground. Hey, Rob, do you have anything else? Because this is like the last time we're going to talk to you for a while until the next time we do this again. Um, did I plug my Patreon on this episode? <laughs> no, I don't think no. I did. This is like, this goes to show you like how important it is to me. Um, I'm trying to build two shows from the ground up without any network support. And one's called Pumpkin Spice Podcast and one is called The TV Show Show. They're both hosted by myself and Brittany High. She also went to KU. She now works for America's Funniest Home Videos. Oh, um, man. I didn't so, realize that. That's That's got to be a crazy job. <laughs> yeah. And... So you get little tidbits of our life in there, but like TV show show, we just scene by scene go through shows like (laughs) Dawson's Creek and Home Improvement and really look at them from today's standards of television. Uh, Pumpkin Spice podcast, we go through horror film series by series and just pick them apart and have fun with them. They're both comedy shows. What was with the mean sister? Noted, not needed. Not needed. And also, she was so mean. And she's like and the older sister. I mean, she's probably like mid to late 20s. And her little sister is like, you know, brushing her hair. And she's like, you're pathetic. I'm like, what does that make you? Don't you have things to do? You're a grown up. You don't have to bully your little sister for your entire life. We get it. You own a Dillard's or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, or whatever it is. Totally. Yeah, but she tried to go to New York and came back and failed miserably. And you're making her feel worse by, like, sticking her at the perfume counter? Well, she only failed. I'm certain she would have skyrocketed into success had she not been involved with covering up a murder. I do really feel that way. She had a lot of potential. Well, and also coming back only after, well, less than a year. And our Patreon is patreon.com slash pumpkin spice podcast. All of the money is going to boats, Cameron Birdsall, to edit our episodes. So if anyone donates a dollar, we're just helping pay Cameron more and then helping us pay for like web hosting and things like that. It's not like I'm pocketing this money. All you Kansas listeners and KU fans, you're you're these are Kansas dollars you're spending. Even if right. even though they're internet dollars, they're going to, to Kansas. So but that's my mar- that's my marketing corner. Give give Kansas some money. We need some money. Give them some money. I think what's important to look at, like I had to step back and like evaluate how I looked at stuff. Like I rarely ever bought a local band's t shirt or a local band's album, or I couldn't get past the the oh, I'm spending money and I'm broke and all of this sort of thing. And I get that. I really do. But really, if you take a look at it, like $1 towards pumpkin spice podcast is $12 a year. Now that's not a lot, but it like kind of contextualizes how much that $1 actually helps. Mm. If you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But it, 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 you do you, like I recognize that people don't have always have the financial means, but mm-hmm. I just like to be clear that, uh, the money does go back to like, helping other Kansans. (laughs) Exactly. There you go. There you go. Well, um, you've convinced me. I've been, I've I've been meaning to, but I will, I will do it now. Okay. I'm not here to shame you, Will. You've got a home and a child, Will. You have bills to pay. 
I pay for it every day, Rob. And, uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, oh, hey, there's 90s humor right there. Yeah. Oh, oh I got to go back to the shoe store and sell some more shoes. <laughs> children. Well, All right, we, this has been great, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah thanks so much, Rob. I, you touched me in a way I haven't been touched since you were here in town. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what? Take that however you'd like, listeners. Yep. All right. Okay, so that's it. Thank you for listening to Double Deuce. If you want to get a hold of us, feel free to like our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com backslash Double Deuce Podcast, or catch us on Twitter at Double Deuce Pod. Yeah, and also, you need to be liking and subscribing, please. Give us a shout. Yeah, man. We love you. And make sure to leave them a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. It helps the show grow. That's what I meant to say. 